Welcome to a Pulp Event Podcast, brought to you by the PulpNet, your link to the online world of the Pulp Magazines for over 25 years. Learn more about the Pulp Magazines through articles, blogs, bibliographies, links, over 100 episodes of this podcast, and much more, at thepulp.net. In this Pulp Event Podcast, Chris Kolb moderates a discussion about the Pulp character, The Spider, with authors Gary Phillips and Will Murray. Chris is co-publisher at Age of Aces Books and an expert on The Spider. The panel was part of a celebration of 90 years of the great Pulp heroes. This podcast was recorded on August 3rd at Pulp Fest 2023 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Chris begins. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad everybody's here to celebrate uh, 90 years of the spider. I know it's not 100 years like the last two panels, uh, but there's lots to get through in 45 minutes. Um, the spider, of course, the star of 118 pulp novels, uh, also reprinted as paperbacks, the two spider serials, and of course a lot of different comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two esteemed spider authors on the panel, and we're going to probably focus on the spider himself. Uh, the format is going to be frequently asked questions, uh, we're, and not actually like, a, like the ones you get on Wikipedia. I'm thinking more the questions that we ask each other as spider fans when it's like 3 a.m. in the uh, in the con suite, um, but we do need to cover. Thanks, Bill. We do need to. We do need to, <laughs> we do need to cover. We want to cover. Hopefully, through this, we can cover all of the spider history, uh, what makes the spider distinct mm. uh, and special, and why it's been around for 90 years with such longevity. Um, we want to start, of course, with the characters. Uh, the first one, of course, Richard Wentworth. Uh, he's a billionaire playboy by day and a dark avenger at night. Wow. We've all heard that before. But somehow, uh, he comes off as a much different kind of hero. Uh, And some of that, most of that is probably due to Norval Page's writing. So my first question uh, for for the panel, is Wentworth crazy? Um, I think uh, the answer to that is certainly borderline. You know, can, this is a, this yes, sir. Okay. You know, he. You know, I, I having read all the normal paid spiders and wow. written the character, um, he's paranoid. Mm. He's manic depressive. <laughs> he has a martyr complex. <laughs> he's got a Christ complex. Yeah. That's four right there. there you, you don't yeah. normally yeah, have yeah, right. all four of those in one human being. And there's a probably a couple other things going on that I'm not, you know, necessarily keyed into because I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But that's pretty intense. There's an early spider where, where when uh, Normal Page is writing one of his very early spiders, and he said one of the secrets of the spider is he never despaired. And several issues later... The spider is plunging into black despair <laughs> constantly in that book and books that follow. And you know, I, I know some of them, some of his descendants. You know, his great grandniece. I've known for for a couple of decades. You know, there's something going on there. They said he's had some nervous breakdowns. One of his issues that I know of was um, 
when the stock market crashed, he was a newspaper reporter and his father was wiped out in the crash. Yeah. They lived in Richmond, Virginia, and he'd come from Richmond to New York City to, to be a journalist for various newspapers. He was having to support his parents in, during the Depression, mm -hmm. okay, his extended family, mm -hmm. maybe other people too. Mm -hmm. So he, he learned to write well and fast and maniacally. And how much of that writing he loved and how much of it was to feed the, keep the extended family's right. head above water, I don't know. But when we go from your hero never despairs to he gets plunged into black despair yeah. frequently, I mean, no other, you know, even in popular publications, Jimmy Christopher didn't have those issues. G8 was like this mm -hmm. guy off a cornfield who became a, a, a pilot, you know, middle American, typical, <laughs> you know, middle American off a cornfield guy, happy-go-lucky, mm -hmm. fights demons, vampires, da-da-da. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a problem with that stuff at all. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, this is horrible. I'll let me kill it. <laughs> you know, but that's that was how he was. The spider was unique in that he was among pulp heroes and heroes in general. He was a tortured son of a guy. Right. You know? Was some of that the influence of Rogers Terrell, who wanted emotional I, urgency, quote unquote, I, I think in the, that's in in the, the stories? stories, but yeah. I, I think the specific uh, the flavor? Richard Wentworth phobias or whatever mm -hmm. the hell they were, I think it's normal page. Hmm. You know, I think there's no doubt that it's normal page. Because, you know, otherwise you'd see some of that in Jimmy Christopher or G8. I mean, right. G8 battled things just as bad as the spider. He never cracked up. He never turned against Nippy or Bull and said, you're betraying me. I'm going to have to kill <laughs> a lot, you. A lot of trust issues. I mean, with every, every damn loyal member of the spider group, he would turn on at one point because he thought they turned on him. And it's like he was on a mission from God yeah. to yeah. eradicate right. the evil right. criminals who are persecuting him. And he was on, he was on a huge level of, I am a God of of vengeance against you know right. these 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 evil people who are consuming the world. I, I, you know, I'll say this, Chris, that you yeah. know when I first came to the Spider as a you know just as a fan, and this is of course after reading you know stumbling upon uh, Doc Savage and those great uh, Bantam reprints and then The Shadow. And, and you know, and, and then sort of things get progressively darker, right? So you start, <laughs> you know, with Doc and he's, the, you know... The, the shining light. The shining light. light. He's, 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 he, he doesn't have any... I mean, he, yes, he has disguises, but, you know, he has no particular secret identity. He has a public identity. And then you get to The Shadow and then The Shadow has his disguises and he's kind of dark and sort of menacing and, and has his own kind of demons. And then you get to, to, to Wentworth, and as Will said, I mean, it, it is kind of fascinating to think about him now, you know, all these years later, all these decades later, in this kind of revisionist context. But but, but clearly somebody, and Wentworth served in World War One, as I recall correctly, somebody who has been uh, shaped and and uh, haunted by those things, that which, which which nowadays we would we would have in a character, mm -hmm. right. right? PTSD, whatever it is, uh, and and to see that now played out in those years is kind of fascinating. That's great, great answer. I I appreciate all of the. A lot of people say that the spider's insane because he's you know uh, killing all these people, but you know to me it's always been that he's the sane response to an insane world that Dorval Page sets up. But on top of that, there's all of, I think, the complexes uh, that he has, the trust issues, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, with his aides. And there may also be some Southern Gothic 
stuff mm -hmm. in here because you know Paige was from Richmond, Virginia, mm. former capital of the South. Uh, they have long yeah. memories down there, <laughs> uh, and uh, the family. You know, I've done some research. I know some of the the current family members who 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 you know knew him or knew the people mm. who knew him well. And I was doing research for them through newspapers.com, a simple thing. And it turned out that in the 1940s, a whole bunch of Norville's close family members started dying one after the other. That's His inspiring. wife stepped on a rusty nail, tetanus, and Wow. And that earlier that same year, his wife's father died unexpectedly. Whoa. I don't know the details. One member of the family that I am not allowed to name <laughs> died in an insane asylum. Wow. Okay. Mm, wow. Um, the the several other family members, and again, I, I did this several months ago and said this stuff, and they were the family was flipping out. Mm. We didn't know mm. all these people died this close mm -hmm. together. I mean, we knew some of it, but not yeah. all of it. But if you go from the nineteen through the nineteen forties, like. Death, death, Boom. death, death, wow. death. Wow. You know? And it was, it was, it was, it was, it suggests that the family, you know, had some of that Southern Gothic, mm -hmm. bad things happen to us, you know, Yikes. kind of a thing. I'm, I may not be expressing it as, as clearly as I might, but, you know, uh, a lot of Southern writers talk about the dark side of the South and all that stuff. In terms of mental illness and mm -hmm. and tragedies and stuff, and we can certainly have them in New England and or L.A., yeah. but somehow it has a different character because the people of the South, especially the people of Virginia, tend to be very family oriented. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you here is my understanding in those in that generation, mm -hmm. you know, and they still talk about it in the Page family. Well, you know, one of our descendants was the first governor of Virginia, right. and another was this, and another right. was that. That's right. And this one's a writer, and you know, the frame of reference is who's your family, what did they do, mm -hmm. what's their notoriety. Up where I come from in New England, it's like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, your family, we don't yeah, care right. about that. <laughs> yeah, we might. But, That's but right. you know, generally the frame of reference is what do you do? Yeah. You know, maybe what, what does your father do? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, but down there, it's like, what church did you go to? You know, are you, are you anybody? Are you connected mm -hmm. to anybody? And that's still there because when I talk to family members of the Page family, they talk about their their connections to people who've been long dead, mm -hmm. like it's it's important today. Yeah. You know, so all that southern mentality that Page brought to this mm -hmm. stuff includes all this complex web of <laughs> things that matter and things that don't. Wow. I see what you did there. <laughs> but it's perfect setup for my next question, which is, how do you write Richard Wentworth when you're writing the book? I mean, because obviously Norville Page brought a lot of himself maybe into it. And so what is your approach, both of you, mm. when you're writing? Is there something special that, that unlocked for you in terms of trying to get that character on the page? I'm more of an instinctive writer, so I, you know, I just reread some spiders, <laughs> and you know, I just plug into his his, his psychology. Well, I like being a channel, you know. I just try to become, you know. I've always said when I write these thirty stories, I don't write them from the perspective of the twenty first century. I write it like I'm a contemporary of Norrell Page's writing, and the spider trying to be like him, 
and you know, copying his vocabulary, his tone, whatever, and stuff comes out that's very surprising to me. It's like I'm plugged into this guy somehow because I would never write this myself. That's how I do it. <clears throat> I think when I uh, had the opportunity to write my spider short story, and I used, also used uh, Operator 5, and so Operator 5 got to be me in the sense of the guy who's looking at this guy, mm-hmm. understanding that this guy is not is wound really tight. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this this. I, I mean, I kind of have to work with this son of a bitch, but uh, I got to really be careful because at any moment, this you know something else is going to happen with this guy. So I think it, to me, it gave me a great opportunity to have a bit of to sort of put Wentworth on the stage as I understood Wentworth, having read you know some of those spider stories, uh, and but then also being able to say I'm going to have. Uh, Jimmy Christopher be able to s- sort of be stepped back a little bit, and so through him we start we see this character. Wow! Now, Will, you also wrote a story with Operator Five and Richard Wentworth. NGA. NGA. NGA was in there too. Uh, how, what was your approach to sort of putting these characters together in scenes and their reactions to each other? Well, I was very conscious that in the world of the Spider, as well as the world of G Eight and the world of Operator Five. Richard Wentworth would be a suspicious character despite his fame, <laughs> his fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene in the book that where you know things are happening and the three of them are coming together realizing there's a common threat. And Richard Wentworth being arrogant, mm-hmm. being thinking he's the, the god of battle, the god of Avengers, mm-hmm. whatever it is he thinks in his mm-hmm. kind of strange brain, he's saying to those two, We've got to do this, this, and that. And they're looking at him like, we're, yeah. we're deputized agents of the United States government. Everybody knows you're the spider. <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing. <laughs> you don't get to join in our reindeer <laughs> games because he's an outlaw. He's, he, totally. he, he's, he's a killer. <laughs> you know? And you know, just because in, in New York society you're upper crust, Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knows you're the spider. <laughs> that's one of the great things about the series. Everybody knows he's a spider. They just can't prove it. <laughs> right. So, you know, they, they go their way, he goes his way, and, and he goes his way in his arrogant way. I will do what I must mm-hmm. do to defeat this menace, despite the duly authorized mm-hmm. intelligence agents who also have their duty. I have my duty. My duty is a higher duty. He thinks he's, he's serving a higher God and a higher purpose. And these guys are just, you know, uh, functionaries of the right. U.S. government. Yeah. He's, he was willing to work with them, but when, when they turned him away, it's like, okay, I'm going to go off and do it myself. Awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about Nita Van Sloan. This is one of the, the characters that really makes the series different, that, that the, the hero, the dark hero, has a, a girlfriend. She shares in his adventures. Uh, she's even been known to dress up as the spider yeah. or the Black Widow in one case, uh, and you know breaks <laughs> Wentworth out of Sing Sing when he needs it. Uh, she's really, that's, that's really what girlfriends do. Really great. Ca- really, you got to find you got to find a girl that yeah, yeah that will break out you. of Sing Sing. I'm telling you. But the so the question for the panel is: Should Nita Van Sloan marry Richard Wentworth? Um, you know, in, in the sense of the trajectories of, of adult relationships, and this was a very adult relationship for the Popes, 
that was where it would have to go at some point, because at some point, Wentworth was going to have to put down his guns. He was going to get too old, mm-hmm. or he was going to get killed, and mm-hmm. she got to marry someone else or no one else. I mean, I, I had this idea once that maybe at the end of the Spider series, he got committed. Yeah. That, oh. they, that basically, maybe, what, what could they do with him? Right. <laughs> he, maybe he would never put down his guns, and he would just be a menace to himself and everybody else, and maybe he needs to be put away for yeah. a while. Actually, I think that's that's funny. I some, maybe it was something other character I was thinking about, but I think that's the perfect arc for the spider. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. it makes perfect sense that he should just whack out. He should. He just, guys yeah. like that always yeah. escalate. Are, always, yeah. They right. always yeah. escalate. Yeah. They don't. They never chill out. They never no. calm down. No. No. Although Page did calm down when yeah. he went to the office of war information with mm. Ted Tinsley. Supposedly mm. he calms right down. Stops. Stops wearing his spider uniform. Stopped acting. Well, I hope out. so. But so yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think I think Richard Wentworth would have gone off the deep end eventually, yeah. and it would have to be put away for his own good. I, mean, I think it's a great, uh, yeah. I think it's a perfect ending for the character. Ouch. Okay. She has a, <laughs> she has a commitment. Uh, I, I mean, obviously they never get they never get married because he doesn't want to like disgrace her or whatever when he's revealed to be the spider that everybody knows he is. Uh, <laughs> and but. Gosh, I want a happier ending. I see them. I see the spider. You know, uh, well, once the city's safe, you know. Well, now I guess that'll never happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the another character uh, is Stanley Kirkpatrick, the police commissioner, who seemingly doesn't know that he's a spider. Exactly. Uh, okay, at least can't prove. So the uh, that's the question. Does he know? Well, he knows. You know, at some point he becomes convinced. But he can't prove it. The pro- problem Norval Page had with these characters is he would write character arcs like he was writing maybe a trilogy. Mm. And, but the magazine was a monthly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you can't wrap it up. So you see him bringing the characters to some mm-hmm. resolution. Like they almost got married at one point. Yeah. And Richard Wentworth got put into... To the electric chair, and that would like would have been one ending. So you see these cycles where Wentworth, I mean, where Page, like a normal human being, is saying, "I have these real characters. I, they're real in my mind, and there, this is the setup, and this is how it's playing out." There's got to be payoffs. So you know, late in the series, in the in the last Spider Page actually wrote himself, recruited the Spider Legion. Yeah. There he, he finally pays off the Kirkpatrick and and uh, uh, Spider and Wentworth mm. problem by by Kirkpatrick suddenly seeing why the Spider must exist and why he has to operate outside the law and he, he sort of reconciles to it. But again, the series had to keep going. Yeah. Right. And right. I think at Good that to point, undo it and then you know, Paige's wife had just died. I think he brought in mm-hmm. Ted Tinsley or somebody to write the last few spiders. Mm-hmm. He couldn't oh, do it anymore. Yeah. Gary, what do you think? You th- you think that Kirkpatrick knows? Oh yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, and and of course you see this in some of the revisionist stuff with the spider, and, and certainly within the 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 comic stuff that Dynamite did. Was it David List? I guess David List did the modern version of the spider. Anyway, all that to say is that I mean, right in the end, how could this guy keep his job? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, every month the spider running around. You know, piling up bodies, but it make, but that's the point, right? It does make sense that you that the character that Kirkpatrick has to say, okay, look, 
I can use this guy or I can point this guy in directions that I can't go and I can get him to, you know, clean this up or clean that up. Uh, and, and, and if I can do that, maybe I can keep my job because in the end I'm, what I'm going to do is uh, get rid of a bigger evil. And as long as I can get that done, then, then I can, then Wentworth as the spider is some, is some use to me. Awesome. Okay, so there were seven issues where Kirkpatrick actually became governor of New York State. Would you vote for him? <laughs> I don't live in New York State, so it's a non-question. <laughs> at the time, if you were living in New York, given, given his track record yeah, at, the, at the New since York I don't Police know who, Since I don't know who... He's, he's running against the mayor of hell. <laughs> it's kind of like modern day uh, politics. Yeah, that's great. That's right. It's got name recognition. Exactly. That's right. Uh, so, the last character, we all love him, Ram Singh. Uh, Wentworth and Ram Singh met when Wentworth was traveling uh, in India. He actually saved Ram Singh and his father, who was the chieftain of the Sikh tribe. Uh, and he, of course, they bonded uh, you know, for life. He's in service to Richard Wentworth, uh, and they go out and they fight, and he also accompanies Richard Wentworth as this Richard Wentworth and as the spider, but nobody really yeah, thinks yeah. that's Nobody a seems to notice that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Jen- Jenkins is the butler, and Jackson is the chauffeur. Jackson's chauffeur. What is Ram Singh's job? Well, I think sometimes he, he drives around when, uh, when Ron... Ronald Jackson, his name is really meant, first name is really meant. That's right. But he's kind of got an unclear, he's not really a, val, he's not a valet like Cato in the Green Hornet. He's not, um, he's not, it's, he's not clearly defined except if he needs to drive the limo or some other car, he will do that. Um, but I don't remember, and of course I've read all my spiders over like 40 years or more. Uh, I don't remember him having a job job. You know, he's kind of like maybe bodyguard in the loose sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so on his man on, servant of some. On his ten forty, he would put bodyguard. Well, maybe yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that work. I think yeah. that works. Okay. I think that works. Certainly in a in a modernistic <laughs> setting. Okay, we're going to talk about the creators of the spider characters that we just talked about. Um, you kind of have to include Harry Steger, the mm-hmm. publisher, mm-hmm. Rogers Terrell, who was the editor mm-hmm. in the early issues. R.T.M. Scott, who wrote the first two right. stories, right. and oh, it might be debatable, I don't know, hmm. but uh, R.T. wrote the first two stories and created the characters, and then of course Norval Page, who really made the character what, what we think of as the spider today. How would you, and I know you guys have both edited and, and written, how would you rank these characters in terms of their importance uh, in the <laughs> creation of the spider that we're talking about 90 years later? You know, it's kind of hard to parse it since without Scott creating a template, yeah. right. using his previous character, Secret Service Smith, as a template, mm. you don't have the same grouping. You don't have the Hindu or Sikh manservant, uh, and you don't have um, the, the upper-crust hero. Uh, Norval Page transformed all that into something that he felt mm-hmm. was, you know, compelling for him and compelling for readers because Scott was an older guy who was popular in the teens and 20s and he wrote a certain kind of 1920s thriller whereas Page was as a as a crime journalist as a as a, as a newspaper man who worked the, the 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 police beat 
he understood crime firsthand. He would, he talked about in, in one of his rare public mm. statements. He talked about riding in the back of a morgue wagon with a you mm. know murdered you know hoodlum mm. who had just been gunned down, put on the spot. Uh, obviously, Steger is the prime mover here. He's he's the one who said we're going to do a magazine like The Shadow, we're right. going to call it The Spider. So, okay, that's that's the trigger point. How much he had input into it in terms of creativity is difficult to say. But generally, when you look at publishers or editors, their creativity is to create a skeleton or a framework or a format. Rogers Terrell, his role is unknown. He was the first editor. We know he was into the emotional urgency thing, and he. It, and Page was perfect for that. We don't know what he, you know, what he brought to the table and what he wanted and what cha- changes he may have wrought in any earlier conceptions. You know, we just know that Secret Service Smith became the spider and Norval Page turned it into a more elaborate character, a more fleshed out character, and gradually over the first couple of years, it, the spider went from being just a name and a guy with a with a cigarette lighter mm-hmm. made think made the the sim, seal of the spider to being an imitation of the shadow because gradually they brought in the cloak, the beaked pug mm. nose, the laugh, all the spider all the shadow stuff they couldn't do they didn't mm-hmm. dare rip off in the beginning mm-hmm. they slipped in over time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. But it's certainly the case too that you know obviously um, Page. Because he's there, and because he's right, and again, because you got to grind, grind this out every month after month, and whatever personal demons he was, uh, you know, putting through uh, his lens, the pulp lens into the spider. It's also the case that he deepened the character, right? Yeah. That eventually we do sure. get this backstory about Wentworth. We do get this yep. stuff about him uh, coming out. Well, which is also, I guess, you know, certainly similar to the Shadow in that regard. But it's certainly a more um, it is a very particular kind of backstory that helps it then us as the reader understand something about who that character is when we meet him or now we've met him, you know, yeah. in the thirties. I think you just answered my next question, which is what makes the Norval Page story special? Norval Page. Norval Page, yeah. I, no, I, I, I would just say, I, really, again, I would just say that, you know, it's very interesting when you look at, I, I can't even, you know, of course all the titles kind of merge in my head, but they're all the same. <laughs> no, they're not. No, but they're, but but they, but they, but they, you know, obviously there's there's always you know the the body count is always what the body count is. Yeah. But the the threat, like the one where where the pigeons were all have bubonic plague, right? And he's going to release the you know. I, I mean, you can't beat that stuff, man. It was just all is because it always seems very personal. I mean, you know, eventually, you know, the the, the shadows battling robots, you know, and Doc Savage is you know. Going to find you know dinosaurs in a lost land, but that would not be the sh- that would not be the spider, right? I mean, the spider would be these these, <laughs> these infected pigeons are going to wipe everybody out in New York City, or we're going to make everybody blind by poisoning the water. Whatever it is, it just but there seemed like such very uh, very much a very spider kind of story, and because it's the, the the perniciousness, the evil of the of the plot is so twisted and gnarled that it could only be fought by the spider. And one of the things about the spider villains is they weren't well developed. Yeah. They weren't that 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 distinctive in personalities, although there were some, but they were just just raw evil. Yeah, that's right. You right. know, their right. motivations right. were just well, yeah. uh, uh, either I want a lot of money and I'm willing to machine gun three hundred people yeah. to get it, get it, yeah. or I have this revenge motive or this other right. motive, 
and I don't care how I, you know, how brutal I have to be. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna execute on my on my maniacal aims. Yeah. And um, you know, he never flushes out the villains. I mean, it's almost like when it comes to the last chapter. Sometimes, well, who's the villain on this one? <laughs> I gotta figure this out because I gotta write two more chapters. And all this right. guy that was sitting, or maybe I'll put, I'll put a scene in chapter four. Yeah, right, go back and I'll go back, right, put his right. name in you know, there. Put a name in there. Huge surprise ending. The reader doesn't care about these things. <laughs> the reader just wants the violence, the action, the, the yeah. intensity. That's true. So, have you been able to take any lessons from Norval Page's writing and put it into your own work? Huh. Yes and no. Um, you know, having now worked a little bit in, in my golden years in, in TV on a crime show, um, one of the things, and it translates from prose to, to script and back again, which is to say uh, you always, of course, want to put your characters, your main characters, through the paces. Uh, and you always want to, uh, as they say, up the ante in terms of what it is they're facing. Uh, so certainly it's the case, and you know, this is true for all pulp writers, but certainly it is the case uh, with what, uh, what Page did, uh, that, which, is the, which is really a very modernistic thing, which is to say, yes, there is the physical uh, threat to your character or the physical threat to the loved one or the city or you know, people you know and that the character has to oppose. But it is, in the, it is in dealing with that physical threat that there's an emotional uh, toll taken by the character. Uh, I mean, and, and even, you know, even toward the end, you, you know, you start to see that even within Doc Savage, you know, the, the veneer, beneath the veneer, and I guess, you know, what, what Farmer does with him. But I do think that take, my takeaway from that as a writer is um, that I... Uh, and I and I and I actually just funny. I've just been doing the edits on the on the sequel to Watch Out, Harry, so that when my characters um, do something, it isn't. I can't just dismiss it, right? It's not just you know. One in, in, in Watch Out, Harry, I'm not giving anything away. My character shoots an unarmed man. Now this is a very nasty one-armed man, uh, unarmed man. But it's still he still shoots the guy uh, in the head, which maybe I guess I stole that from the from the spider, uh, but uh, but. But he reflects on it, and he's a Korean War vet, so he's already suffering from, a, from what they called the you know, shell shock. So the idea that these things reverberate, that you don't just do this one-off and we go you know, merrily along, and, that, and in fact, within you know, three or four more chapters, maybe something happens that causes that character to at least pause for a second, to really have a, take a, to think about what they've done, not to immobilize them, not to make them you know, go off and, and uh, pick daisies, but at least the idea that these things reverberate. I don't really bring any normal page to my writing because one, I'm writing usually in other people's styles and other people's characters right. a lot. Mm. Um, and I don't know that page, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to bring a normal page to a Tarzan. <laughs> it certainly would be wonderful if normal page had ghosted to Doc Savage and Lester Dennett ghosted to the Spider. I would love to have read those mm. issues. But beyond that, I don't really see, see bringing normal page stuff to the to Doc Savage. That's um, fair. So I, you know, I, my normal, I get my normal page energy, you know, channeled when I do a normal page spider, and then it's I put it aside. Okay, we should also like we can't we don't really have time to talk about all the other authors mm. that worked in there. Obviously, Page uh, did the most of the novels and had the early period mm. that we all think is classic. 
I also myself appreciate the later period yeah. where he had more sort of domestic. There's a lot of continuity mm. between the characters, getting married and different things. Um, but uh, but let's talk about the artists really quickly. If I can get to the next slide, it's not letting me go to the next slide. Uh -oh. uh, it's probably loading something. Anyway, yeah, there they are. John Newton Howitt and Rafael De Soto. Preference? I like De Soto stuff better because he tended to do paintings that um, were more action oriented. Uh, Howard's stuff always made me feel like it was a job. <laughs> he had to put some elements together. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a dime store Halloween mask. Yeah. He didn't put any effort into that. Yeah. And it, you know, and the, the scenes are kind of sorted. I mean, they're fun, but you know, I, I just it, it, it doesn't feel like. He put the same kind of thought or energy into it. it. Looks, he felt like he was slumming. He knew he was slumming. Mm. He needed to make the money. So okay, they want these elements. I'll put them mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. and that's how we got those things. Right. De Soto seemed more like yeah, 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 to, yeah. To, to, to create paintings yeah, looks, where, where action and stuff is happening. Yeah. And it reflects the. He story. had a blowtorch for guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of the top of the statue. Of exactly. The other thing that's interesting about about um, De Soto is he starts with these kind of like mid shots of action and then actually starts doing covers that are more like his more sophisticated black mask stuff. Mm -hmm. You get closer and closer yeah. to the characters. Probably the art director is saying we need to pump up these covers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you even get that kind of like floating head above yeah. the action. Exactly. Like Avenger type cover. That's right. That's right. Occasionally. Because the spider sees all and knows all. Absolutely. Uh, so my last question, with our last remaining minute, is what does the spider look like? Because when we see the cover, he's got the black, black domino mask, and then inside he has the hooked nose, he's got the hunch. Maybe a better question is, when you guys are reading the spider, how do you see the spider? It's and shout out to John Fleming Gould, who uh, did the interior illustrations for the spider. Uh, for most of the run, yeah, except yeah. for the last year. Uh, he actually drew the spider as the spider right. uh, that we think of. The image I get is whatever normal page of the writer is describing him, mm -hmm. which varied quite a bit. Sometimes he wore a steel mask that looked like the spider with the bangs mm -hmm. and right. nose. Sometimes he put on other kinds, a mask with a skirt, domino mask with a skirt to cover his face. I always, that's another reason why I didn't care for Howard's covers that much, because mm -hmm. he wasn't reflecting how the spider looked. Right. There were seven covers yeah. that had this actual spider painted by DeSoto. Right. I'll just flip through these. Gary, what do you see when you read a spider? I, I, see, I recall vividly a uh, passage in, in, in one of the Page uh, novels where Wentworth essentially goes through this physical transformation, right? Mm -hmm. The, the mm -hmm. nose and the fangs, but that... But that is very the slap, you know, his very uh, posture mm -hmm. and uh, and the crooked walk, and that and that I always thought that was just great because then that just said so much about him transforming into this other creature, right? The, in fact, the, right. The, the point being this 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 creature of vengeance, this 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 thing on a mission, uh, and that Wentworth no longer existed. It is only the spider, and the spider physically is just distinct. And uh, and different uh, from Richard Wentworth. 
So yeah, so really the more the more honestly, the more monstrous, the better for me. I'm with him. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> the whole panel's in agreement. I think that's our time. And uh, I wish we could take questions from the audience, but we will wrap it up. What? I have four minutes? Four minutes. Four oh my minutes. god. You have time Should for we take a couple questions. questions? Oh my god, I have like sixty more slides, but let's go to the floor. <laughs> I was gonna ask real quick, do you think a visit to Doc Savage's crime college really helped him? <laughs> but you know, I don't think Doc would have wiped uh, Wentworth's memory because I think that would have been a little extreme for Doc. But he's a criminal. Yeah. Well, but but he's he's. Got, what do you do with him after that? He's well known. Right. He's got um, a fiance. Right. He's mm -hmm. a millionaire. He might have relatives. We don't know. Uh, there's some. You know, he's just not. He's, some he's a prominent citizen. Group. Yeah, criminologist. Right. You know, yeah, that's it, right. It would be, he, he could maybe do some things, but he couldn't do everything he wanted to. He wouldn't wipe the memory. And, and by the way, even if he did, wouldn't it be great that in some kind of strange and weird way he would still come to embody being the spider? Uh, with our last couple minutes, how did you guys discover the spider? Was yeah. it the was it these paperbacks? That thing right there. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the wrapper. That's right. With the, with the two for one wrapper. Yeah. yeah, I still have that wrapper yeah. somewhere. And the, these are the other two books. This is the Berkeley. Berkeley. That's that's right. That's, those those are the editions I stumbled on. We can't forget the uh, oh, pocketbook. Yeah. Oh yeah, paperbacks. Yeah. That's right. With the white turtleneck. Right. Um, I did find an, a, a preliminary sketch where Robert McGuire, fantastic artist, yeah, uh, had drawn the spider in his spidery guise, but. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see McGuire yeah, do yeah. that. I love McGuire's oh, work. Really? Otherwise, yeah. of course, McGuire's work was adapted in Britain, huh. where he's got at least darker hair and a and a more sensible dark turtleneck, a still <laughs> turtleneck. Uh, and of course, this is how I discovered the spider, which was I got the there was a great little blurb in Starlog magazine huh. that promoted uh, Scourge of the Seal Mask G8 and. The third a book of the Spider, the Prince of Evil, picked him up at the B. Dalton, and the rest is history. Right on. Uh, and of course, read these amazing Carolyn Graff selection of stories after college in 1990, and of course, can't yeah. not mention Jim Steranko's contribution to the right. most recent mass market uh, effort. And uh, new fiction, I just got to put these up for these guys Spider Chronicles, Spider go. Extreme Prejudice. Uh, with the contributors from the panel here, yeah. and of course Will Murray's three books. Yeah. Uh, he might have some copies at his table. Yeah, I have some of these. I'm not sure how many in what states, but I, do, I did bring some. Okay, yeah, come by, and uh, that's it. All right. So we'll go back to the Berkeley one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Both of you guys got them because I yeah. have two. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you. I saw that little little. So I went to the bookstore. And they had this thing, two for one. Yeah. Two for the price of one. And they wouldn't give me it. They wouldn't oh. give me it. They charged me 60 Six cents for each book. Well, what about you guys? Well, they know a sucker when they see one. Ah. Uh, right. <laughs> I, went to, I went to a little corner variety, and the guy looked at this like he didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and he saw what it said, so. So, yeah, there you go. No, 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 no. In the in the South Central, we we got the spider on the on the spinner rack, and it was just the the individual. Uh, uh, but maybe they had the two for them, but they certainly so took it off, and they they still charges. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I probably paid like fifty bucks for the white paper wrapper on eBay. There we go. There we go. <laughs>
I, I, I don't, I don't, I, maybe they tore, I think they tore mine off at the store. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. But they, they were, they were wrapped like that. Right. What do you mean? It's a six. It's six, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thanks for the camera. You've been listening to a Pulp Event Podcast, brought to you by the Pulp Net your link to the online world of the pulp magazines for over 25 years. Learn more about the pulp magazines through articles, blogs, bibliographies, links, over 100 episodes of this podcast, and much more at thepulp.net. Also, look for the Pulp Net on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening, and keep reading the pulps. This Pulp Event Podcast is copyright 2023 by William P. Lampkin. All rights reserved.